so my boyfriend Bobby actually uh, both of us we went to SIU for our um, for our degrees. So he got um, a photojournalism degree. Uh-huh. So that's where he already had all these photography skills. And I went to SIU for graphic design and then marketing. Mm-hmm. So and communications. So I was like. Basically, I used to sew quite a bit of stuff and sell it at the Carbondale Farmer's Market. Uh-huh. So um, I always kind of knew I wanted to make things and be a creative person and, you know, work for my own company, basically. So I was like, hey, I'm making stuff. I need pictures taken of this stuff to promote online. So he would help me take pictures. And then actually right after graduation, um, I actually got um, a BFA in graphic design uh-huh. and then a master's of science in professional media slash media communications mm-hmm. or sorry, media management from the communications department here. And so, um, I basically, gosh, I'm trying to see where I'm going with this. Um, yeah. So I basically, I graduated with that and then I was still kind of like really wanting to work for myself. Um, so I took a photography class, mm-hmm. a two part photography class from SIU. Um, it was called uh, Applied One and Applied Two with Dan Overturf. Great <laughs> classes. So he's still teaching it to this day. And nice. um, years later, I actually got to go back and speak to the class about all of the photography projects I had done yeah. around here, too. So um, I took that photography class, and I it, throughout the class, I was still a little bit um, hesitant on photography skills as far as setting the camera properly. Mm-hmm. So I would actually get a lot of help from Bobby with that, too. And uh, so we both were taking the class as community listeners, actually. It was a great program. So... Um, we did that, and then I realized through that I really liked photo styling more so than uh, now I know how to work the camera much better. Mm-hmm. And you know, at a mo- most situations, I can figure out kind of basically what the settings need to be for the camera. But for a very long time, I just would set it up, you know, and then style it mm-hmm. and you know create the concepts and then get help with photography and lighting. So that's kind of where you know our passions kind of came together and our talents came together. And um, through that, I also got to do a lot of just promotional work online, mm-hmm. just with um, different marketing companies. Um, my f- basically, I have uh, 1.5 plus million followers across Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. No big deal. No, no big, big deal. deal. <laughs> yes, it's an honor. And I, I basically signed up for Pinterest kind of when it was still an invite only kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at the time I got the invite, I, I got uh, accepted on the platform. And I was like just saving, again, sewing projects. I was looking for things to sew for farmer's market mm-hmm. to sell. I go on there and find free sewing patterns. Uh, and Pinterest just became then my world because I got a million followers kind uh-huh. of within a few months. I think they were possibly recommending my account to everyone who joined. So, or <laughs> they just liked what I was doing, who knows? So I did that and, and then I started doing, um, I originally I would just share content through um, four brands. So I would grab like, with my graphic design skills, I would grab a photo of whatever product from the brand's website mm-hmm. that they set me up with and I'd have to share, say, 10 things in a week for this company, so 10 pairs of shoes. Well, I would add a little text or a little cute graphic to it or mm-hmm. collage a few style, like images together and put that on Pinterest, and it went really, really well. So then, shortly after that, I was able to start creating actual content for brands, mm-hmm. which was then very important. And um, 
I got to one of my most important projects, I think, um, was one where I got to work with Martha Stewart Living Essentials at Macy's. <laughs> so they gave me a big, huge list of just SKU numbers, and I uh -huh. had to research all the products. And it, there was a cast iron skillet and some cute napkins and a pot holder, things like that. So I grabbed all that stuff. And then another great connection I made, which ties me in a little bit more locally, is I then uh, wanted to also promote um, a local recipe mm -hmm. with this cast iron skillet. So, and to my million followers, you know. So I contacted the Hatfields and I said, hey, uh, who run the McKenna Mushroom Farm, um, or sorry, Flyway Family Farm. Uh, <laughs> I said, hey, are you gonna be at the farmer's market today? I wanna come shoot photos of your booth, uh, promote our local farmer's market, promote local, and use your mushrooms within a recipe, an organic recipe for mm -hmm. a Martha Stewart related project on Pinterest. And then we created just such a great connection from there. And um, then another thing that create came from that, one couple Novembers ago, uh, the Hatfields and I were in their kitchen and we were like, Jess Hatfield, um, so it's Mike and Jess Hatfield who uh -huh. run the Flyway Family Mushroom Farm. Um, they, uh, they have wanted to run a mushroom festival, host one for years. That uh -huh. was like one of their dreams. And with my marketing background, they're like, hey, would you help us set up a Facebook page for it? Let's do it. <laughs> and we did. And so as you can see on my shirt, it is morale season. Uh, we have a morale on the shirt for, you know, for our event to kind of commemorate Southern Illinois mm -hmm. and all the amazing mushrooms that we have in the forest nearby. So across from the mushroom farm, uh, just a little bit off Rocky Comfort Road, there's a camp and it is called Camp Manitoba. Um, at Cedar Point. Mm -hmm. And um, Dan, the camp owner, has been amazing at helping us kind of organize this event too. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically, we created that face Facebook page before COVID. We really <laughs> thought the event would happen sometime already, but it has yet to happen. Yeah. So we have it scheduled October 1st through 3rd of this year. So we hope to see you all in October. But uh, basically, there's a camp that's right across from from their mushroom farm, and that's where we're gonna host the event. So we're gonna have educational workshops, we're gonna have uh, how to cook with mushrooms, uh, we're gonna have other, we're gonna have a small juried uh, mini farmer's market and juried artist market. Mm -hmm. uh, we have had immense um, response from our community and uh, local artists, local just makers, um, just local people, local people who love to just go hike and look for mushrooms, yeah. uh, local people who like to eat better and find have found a lot of natural wellness through you know eating better or eating mm -hmm. locally or eating say something they foraged in the woods uh it, it's just getting a lot of people into a better healthier lifestyle so that's also what we're trying to promote with this festival too um so we basically were originally going to host it in april of last year but mm -hmm. like i said it'll be in october so it, it'll be um hopefully a lot of fun we'll have little bit of music, a little bit of art, uh, like I said, local food, just camping, you know, just a good outdoor experience of um, people just celebrating Southern Illinois, basically, and all the best parts of it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to try to somehow kind of, you know, help promote the McCanda Boardwalk as much as we can with all that. And oh, that's awesome. Anybody in McCanda, really. So, and we'll probably hope to also have a lot of the um, some of the actually our local hemp farmers too. Mm -hmm. So um, we there's actually one um, that I've helped work with a little bit too. They're Marion based. So mm -hmm. that is called Squish Global. And I've helped do a little photography and marketing for them as well too, as far as just some graphics, flyers, printouts, helped promote them online on Instagram too. Just help uh, get just the, again, natural plant-based wellness community in, you know, 
with as many people as possible. So that's been really great too. So yeah, there's a lot of really amazing local people doing amazing things, uh, you know, <laughs> just because they love it. And because I think Southern Illinois is very conducive to living your dream in that way. You know, maybe you won't be up in a, you know, 30 foot high rise with your office there here in Carbondale, but you know, you really have uh, a million other options of ways to kind of just basically just be a grassroots kind of, you know, company or brand or just mission that, you know, really, I don't know, I, I think just, yeah, promoting that wellness, you know, is, is just something that's really important. And of course, through COVID, since a lot of us had to kind of get outdoors a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> than usual, <laughs> I think that's really been a good thing too, honestly, is as much as, you know, people do or don't like, you know, and, you know, doing things outside, I, I think that a lot of us have found a lot of relief in it. And uh, yeah, it's it's just been really good. So, and um, I don't know, and um, back with the festival too, even though it has been postponed, mm -hmm. I think that there's just, we're gonna be able to offer more uh, coming up here. Um, uh, basically, I know Marshall Anderson also is doing a lot with the music um, related production of it too. Mm -hmm. So him and Blackacre, and we also had a French salon. They are one of our sponsors too. Oh, nice, so nice. they, they're amazing people as well. And again, keeping it very local. So they're kind of like a stage sponsor basically for us. So yeah, we'll have a little bit of music each day. Um, and like I said, the workshops and actually we're also having um, hit one of the cooler uh, speakers that we're going to have is um, so somebody who was kind of related to the Fermentation Science Institute mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. at SIU uh, with Matt McCarroll, one of his students um, has had moved up to Chicago, worked at uh -huh. Goose Island. Oh, and wow. they did a project a few years ago. They were making a beer called Scavenger. Mm -hmm. And they went to different places around, I think, Illinois, um, and they scavenged wild yeast. Mm -hmm. They foraged wild yeast. And I don't know the full process, but basically they take a Petri dish around in a, I believe, some kind of swab, and they literally harvest yeast off of different pieces of wood or uh -huh. fungus or different things, different plants out in the forest. So the one that was the most delicious tasting one was actually from the Shawnee. So they commemorated yet again Southern Illinois with that. And so <laughs> basically, um, his name is Tim, but he's going to come down and speak at the festival about foraging wild yeast because the festival is fungus and fermentation and local and wellness. You know, we have like a lot of ideas going on, yeah. but, you know, it's kind of all the, the general idea of it. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be one of the speakers and he's kind of got like a, you know, informational packet to kind of get, give people to because a lot of people are brewing their own beer, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hey, why not gather your yeast another way <laughs> locally? <laughs> so, yeah, so that's pretty neat, too. So, but yeah, we've had a, a lot of people. We probably have um, possibly Flo Dough, uh, or her name is, her company name is Flo Dough Sourdough, but basically kind of an informational um, class on how to kind of more on sourdough and that type of fermentation, mm -hmm. too. I think we probably will have a kombucha kind of workshop, too. We're talking about having a mushroom. We initially wanted to have like a catered mushroom dinner, but again, with the constraints of not wanting to have everyone around mm -hmm. a big table um, at once, we're more having a kind of a cooking workshop and with kind of like an optional meal kit purchase to where local farmers again can, we will suggest throughout the recipe or the recipes that she shows us, um, the chef, she can you know basically use local products and then you can basically purchase a meal kit and you know, cook it around the campfire. The camp has a lot of campfire rings and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of trying to get in, again, that whole local spirit and just showing the best of the best in, 
you know, Southern Illinois, basically. So, yeah. So, and I, I'm considering putting up a uh, banner for my festival, but I heard yours might have gotten torn down or something. I don't know if that happened recently. Oh, are you, are you talking? Oh, no. That, I mean, that was just uh, politics season. So it goes okay. up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that, that goes up. Uh, that goes up. Um, you know, uh, until, until early April and then the evening of an election, it comes right down. Okay. So that, okay. <laughs> so I didn't know if it got taken down. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good. A, that would be, that would be every sign okay. all over town. Right, would be, right, right, would be right, down right. For the season. No, you're good. You're Thought good. someone stole it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <they're>, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I have hopes now. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm glad that I'm glad that there was like, it's sort of like, oh my yes. gosh, did that just go away? Like, <laughs> yes. it's just so prevalent now. Like, yeah. it's just a big, like, you can't miss it sign in the middle yeah. of town in a place where there's not usually a sign so, right yeah no, you're great. good you're that's good. great okay, that's funny good. though i mean um yeah i i had i will now ask everybody like hey do you want me to come put uh put a sign stand back up in your yard and you can rent it out as a billboard yeah really I don't, I don't like i feel like i hadn't even thought of that as like a thing but now i'm gonna like picture on it like shoot hey. yeah instead of renting out a room you just rent the space yeah, on your yard yeah. it's like it's like airbnb but for signs it's <laughs> right oh my gosh did, yes is, is is this the next giant million dollar business i, I don't know get your 10 percent now Catherine. yeah right. like if you don't sure. yeah we, we created it here that's that's it <laughs> right that's exactly it. <laughs> that's right and we are going to be doing a lot of creating here uh yes. for this you know give or take hour-long conversation <laughs> yes. on episode 53 of the wtf carbondale podcast where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back together to this little old place we call home carbondale illinois and i am privileged to have as a guest on this episode Catherine asatura did i say that correct this time you did awesome um who is uh, somebody that i appreciate because she does what i wish i could do in the online media space so really like thank you i feel like i'm in Thanks. front of digital Aww. royalty in carbondale Thanks, right Nathan. now so you i mean you said that that you got a you know over over 1.5 million followers across all the different platforms like did you ever like did you ever think that that was just gonna like happen like to have that much reach and in in a little old Carbondale. Um, no, absolutely not. And <laughs> <laughs> nope. And uh, for a while, um, while I was just able to kind of do a lot of the kind of just food and product photography, mm -hmm. um, my boyfriend and I and our dogs, we were able to travel quite a bit for like a couple years there, yeah, few years. And so we were kind of like, well, if there's internet, we can create content and then push it out there on Pinterest, you yeah. know. And it was like actually um, when it. When I was doing it too, um, I basically cell phones have really evolved, so you can do anything on your phone now. Yeah. This was more of a time when I had to be like, oh, I'm hoping like a hotspot works, maybe on a laptop or yeah. something. So signal wasn't as good. I mean, there's some constraints. So as a creative, you know, digital based person, I I would do the workarounds digitally, but still, you know, it would just now it would be a little easier with my you know nice new iPhone. It right. it makes things easier. So, <laughs> but yeah, so there were challenges, but again, you know, just even as a graphic designer i found so many creative ways to make you know make things work basically so i'm sure you have as well yeah well and i mean <laughs> yes. it's it's wild just the just the shift in maybe the past you know year with video and live video specifically and like the difference you know i just got a you know i've got a basic whatever the samsung like standard phone is right now that's what i just picked up after three or four years of running a google pixel 2 that would struggle with any sort of live video because it wasn't built yeah. 
when live video was like the go-to from cell phones. We like people don't, you know, think about how live video in this way has not been very active for very long yet. It is purely impactful in the way that we exist and live our lives, which I'm really, I'm really jazzed to like hear about your, your educational experience with SIU too. Um, Cause I, I, you know, I have, I have zero context. We've never really chatted before. So like my thought of having an exploratory conversation, which is what I really look for out of these podcasts, very exciting because we live in the same world, but we don't have context for each other. And so I can like ask all these questions and like, be like, Oh, I'm going to understand it. Like (laughs) back and forth. Um, so like, is that, and that's what brought you to Carbondale initially was school. Yeah, definitely. I actually did try out ISU, uh, for a kind of a year, but I, I didn't really like it very much. The forest just wasn't there. So yeah, like, (laughs) you know, basically Southern Illinois has just been, just been much better. Um, and I'm originally from Springfield, Illinois. So it's just a few hours, which is nice too. Bloomington was just one hour. Um, but you know, it was just, it, this is this is just a much nicer area than that, just personally. <laughs> so yeah, um, but uh, yeah, as far as my education, I I actually also went to um, Lincolnland Community College in Springfield. Yeah. Uh, I kind of I finished finished high school. I went to Chatham uh, also for high school. So basically, I graduated a semester early, mm-hmm. started in on community college. Basically, um, started kind of taking classes right then. I just took as many classes and credits as they possibly could mm-hmm. at that community college just to kind of save us some money, save my family some money, which they were very. Uh, happy to help me out I always did pretty well in school and had two jobs you know I was very busy so they were very happy to be able to help me too through school so that was great Um, and then I uh, did ISU for years like eh, and then came down (laughs) to Carbondale and found I was going to actually do ceramics here Uh Um, but then I I always wanted to be a uh, practicing kind of uh, artist Mm -hmm. uh, utilitarian artist but uh, I realized if you if I had gone down the path of ceramics that I would have to have a kiln and I would have to have a studio, mm-hmm. many things that would just require a lot of supplies, very specific. So uh, then I chose graphic design and I always kind of had the 2D kind of like, I was just much better at two-dimensional art mm-hmm. compared to three-dimensional art mm-hmm. anyways. So, you know, ceramics would have been great, but then I was like, well, with graphic design, like a hospital's going to need it, a small business mm-hmm. is gonna need it, an artist, you know, a mus- musician, whoever. So I basically um, figured that, you know, graphic design was my kind of safest. And um, rather than trying to kind of go into custom graphic design work with logos and stuff, I was finding it was a little hard to work with clients because I, they want, you know, they wanted a little bit of what I just, get, I guess I couldn't deliver. <laughs> uh, so I tried web design for a little bit. And actually through web design, I learned how to work in the blogging platforms mm-hmm. a lot better. Uh, actually, I took a really good class here. Um, so through my graduate degree, so sorry, I guess I'll back no, up. No, 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 yeah. run, run it all <laughs> okay, through. Cool. You're great, yeah. you're great. Cool, so thank you. So um, so basically through the graduate degree here, um, I, so I got the communication design Bachelor's of Fine Arts here through SIU. And one of my final teachers, uh, sorry, one of my teachers in my final semester, she's like, Hey, did you know we actually have like a, a, a 
graduate degree that you might want to just consider. Mm -hmm. You might want to look into it. It's over in communications. And like I said, my boyfriend Bobby was already taking classes in communications in the photojournalism mm -hmm. department. So I would go over there and be like, wow, the, 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 the basement of the communications department had the nicest, newest iMac computers I'd yeah. ever seen. And I'm like, <laughs> over, no offense, but over this many, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, uh -huh. back in the art and design Blue Barracks building, the, the what they suggested well, there's somebody out there watching this podcast right now that's just right, heartbroken right. over well, your criticism of the blue yeah Barracks. well this is again <laughs> 10 years ago so i'm sure it's better now so for the bfa degree though they actually suggested that you get your own mac laptop mm -hmm. so for lucky me i had to get a nice laptop and so they didn't really have a computer lab for us but yeah. so you know i was able to kind of start working on my own machine a really good machine right away but nice. then um again yeah so the no offense but at the time the blue barracks computer lab was <laughs> like well here's some uh, old computers from other buildings uh -huh. feel free but again they required us to have our own laptops so, so they didn't need the you know need it yeah. so um so anyways so i go over to that communications building i'm like well i'm very happy with the you know uh what i got from my bfa undergrad mm -hmm. but this looks like the future of media basically yeah so then i did the graduate degree um in it was very difficult i did do the graduate degree in um like i said i have a master of science in professional media slash media management over in mcma mass communications media mm -hmm. arts department of southern illinois university carbondale it's a very long degree <laughs> yeah it's long so um I also, for my graduate assistantship, got to work in the admissions office there, and it was awesome. And they were just, it was really cool because I got to know the teachers' names before I even had them as teachers yeah. based on, you know, doing paperwork. I got to know all the students' names even before I knew them. So yeah. it was a really good intro to becoming just familiarized with the program. And they figured since I was kind of like knew the area, had lived here for a little bit, they were like, well, you might be good in our admissions office to help students, you know, find their way around town, like, hey, suggest, you know, food or whatever. Yeah. So um, that was great. Uh, like I said, there was a few very difficult research-oriented, media research-oriented classes that were very difficult. But I learned a lot. I became a much stronger person in it, you know, all this. But I, I absolutely loved it. And then, um, you know, I'm very proud to hold a master's degree from SIU. Um, and also, so more currently, um, I work at the co-op now. So I, I've always been a vendor at the co-op to where I was able to bring my hand-sewn goods into uh -huh. the co-op and sell them as a general merchandise kind of item. And um, I brought in some items and I just saw that they were hiring uh, for kind of a, for some of their branding um, kind of work. So I will help put some of the flyers together. I, today I did like a DE, a daily Egyptian ad. Uh -huh. So every other week we have a full page ad on the back of their news of mm -hmm. their newspaper. So I put those together. I do a lot of the print media and marketing there. So mm -hmm. or just a print media. So um, that has been outstanding too. So I do that a little bit, a um, few days a week, and then I'm able to focus on a lot of my other creative endeavors kind of the rest of the time and go hiking. <laughs> nice. So a little, leave a little bit of time for the uh, forest therapy, as you can say. <laughs> here's so, here's yes. what I really appreciate about, about what you kind of blended together yeah. there in, in talking about all those different experiences was this idea of utility. Yeah. And, and you went from utility in a physical sense 
with something hands-on to utility in a digital space with media. Yeah. Like how did that feel like a natural transition from, from physical to, you know, like physical things to media and, and applying that same utilitarian concept to like, how am I going to use this as a tool to do whatever I want and achieve whatever I want much of this in the case, you know, of food and, wellness and all the right <laughs> right yes um yeah and i i never would really promote a, you know a product i didn't really believe in either yeah. and a lot of them are utilitarian rather than something frivolous like frivolous things are fun but you know ultimately <laughs> at the end of the day uh, i tend to go more in the yeah utilitarian mindset and yeah. and basically anything i'd ever make would be like something you could use for some r- real reason uh, you know some utility. So yeah, that that's a, I, I appreciate you saying that I hadn't really, really thought of that too much before. So <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, I, I think that, you know, um, timelessness and, you know, um, quality are mm-hmm. very important in anything that, yeah. well, anybody really does. So I think that does go along with the utilitarian kind of spirit of things. And, and, um, yeah, it, it's just good to kind of promote things that are, yeah, that will last last a lifetime, I guess you could say, but <laughs> something you can kind of get behind because, well, I'm sure I have taken, you know, product uh, product shots of, you know, a few things maybe I would eat, you know, years ago, but maybe I live maybe a healthier lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't eat, you know, that chocolate cake now as much as I would <laughs> say you know, back then or whatever. So, yeah, so there's basically um, it, the, one thing that's really cool, too, that I really commend the co-op for actually is um, – eating better basically so food photography also did help me eat better as well so i would go in the co-op and look around and um i would basically like it would be so initially the kind of food photography i would do would be say i'd be working with an online marketing company and Mm -hmm. they would say hey we have a new client say a pasta sauce company they'd say hey well you have to um if you like go into uh the the store where we're suggesting you go get the pasta sauce, take a picture of it in the store and then buy it, take it home and make a recipe out of it. Mm -hmm. So I would take the recipe, uh, sorry, the product and come home and style a really beautiful, uh, it's called a flat lay. So you have all of your ingredients and things on Mm -hmm. one, you know, surface and you take a picture from above. So uh, basically, basically I would go in the co-op and say, well, I need a little greenery to go in with the, you know, other ingredients or Mm -hmm beautiful noodles or something like that, you know. So I would go in the co-op and I would be introducing myself to kind of new ingredients. Mm -hmm. And maybe the food photography project would also be a new ingredient I never would normally eat. So it really, a lot of this food photography and being able to have the co-op to have such beautiful local it doesn't have to be local, but just beautiful produce and beautiful ingredients. That was really helpful too. So I was always kind of really just Share, I always have cherished the co-op too so that's been a kind of a neat thing so I've worked there um, basically for since last December and mm-hmm. um, it has been outstanding and I've met a lot of amazing people too and um, the people who are in the Mushroom Fest community and the Flyway Mushroom Farm community mm-hmm. they're like the same community that shops at the co-op nice. and works at the co-op so again we're kind of bringing things such a full circle without me having realized it, you know, years ago that a lot of these, you know, a lot of these things would kind of come together. So it has been great. Some of my, I see some of my favorite local people in there all the time (laughs) and it's awesome. So yeah, it's really cool. And then just, you know, finding um, a place where there's so many like-minded people who do appreciate better 
lifestyle through being outdoors more, eating better, you know, just living a happier lifestyle, just being active, just it's great. So, and it nice supportive local community really does help with that. And I know the farmers market has that community too. Yeah. So, and it's just kind of all again the same people who are just frequenting, you know, all these places that I'm just I really appreciate, and I, I see some of them at some of our local concerts that are kind of coming back as mm -hmm. well. So that's another place. Uh, before before COVID, um, you know, a lot of the best shows I think we had were probably at Hangar and at PKs, and that's where I see some of my other favorite people too. So, yeah. and then actually, I really appreciate all the appreciate all the virtual varsity shows oh. you guys have been doing because. Uh, they have been <laughs> great, uh, really kind of something to actually look forward to yeah. music wise, you know, through all of this, I was watching most all of them, uh, live even. Uh, so it, it really was something that was kind of helping a lot of us kind of get through a little doldrum of <laughs> no local music. So we really appreciate what you guys are doing here. No, no, thank <laughs> we you. really thank do. You. It's, yeah. it's been, it's been an uh, interesting experience just, yes. you know, going from, zero technical skills whatsoever 13 months ago to a depth of technical skills <laughs> now uh, that really just barely scratched the surface of stuff. And, yeah. you know, that's that's what really impresses me again about about you and, and folks that are like you that have such uh, you're you're so, um, you know, deep into what you do you know, creative wise. Like for me and, and I and I talk about this pretty regularly, like my art is just talking. Like that's, that's it. Like when I was in the communications building, it's cause I was studying communication without the S, which yeah. if you've been around us <laughs> yep. kind of people, yep. you know exactly what that argument yeah, is like. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We need so, people like that. It's great. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, so, so like for, for me, the, the thing that was always like tangible was the, the interaction, right? The, yeah. the performance, the word, the, the feeling associated with, with with just the 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 verbal aspect of art which is something that most people don't recognize really as art to begin with because it's so common that we communicate by talking that nobody sees it as a next stage like not everybody paints not everybody yes. makes photography but you know for the most part folks talk um you know outside of folks who are who are differently abled and mm -hmm. and and don't have um and, you know some of some of these uh, uh, some of these uh, actions that they can that they can produce. But aside from yeah. that, like folks right. are, um, they just look at it. And go, ah, it's just that's just talking. We've right? become <laughs> just more visual people because of the internet and because of our phones. I mean, it's it's probably we just take you know the spoken word for granted. I mean, oration used to be you know more of a more of a thing. So yeah. I mean, in a, a way, I'm probably saying that wrong. But it, it, basically, yeah, and. And I basically think that, you know, there are much older generations, they are still passing things down yeah. through spoken word. But, you know, younger people, maybe they're communicating much differently. So some of these messages aren't really coming across as yeah. they should. So, yes, we sometimes really take it for granted, but we do need to sit back and listen a little bit better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A but little bit more radio in our in Yes, our lives. right. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, you can listen to that and do something else. But I think podcasts are coming back quite a bit now. And, so you know, that, very that one's been really interesting to me. When I, when I had John Pollitz on the show several several months ago, he was talking about Pinkney Benedict and a lot of folks that are in the the uh, communication school. And I you know I don't know if they're folks that you would have engaged with through your 
Um, it, so it's technically an MFA. No, I'm or, sorry. It's an MS. Or it's an MS. Okay, yes. Cool. Yes. But you have in a BFA. Yeah. So okay. there's a BFA and an MS and there's also an MFA and then there's an MA. Okay. So, but the MS was a more practitioner, again, more utilitarian degree. So if they said, if you wanting to have clients in your, you know, in your, within your media, you know, work, you'd go for the MS yeah. at the time. And then um, they said, if you want to research media and write about it and or write about it, maybe the MA would be better. So, yeah. And because SAU is a research institute, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is. Uh, so, but I took it more as a practitioner kind of avenue. So, okay. Sorry. I just, I was like, okay, cool. How do all these yeah. letters come together? I was <laughs> right. like, I have my bachelor's degree and yes. I got out. That's yeah. what I, that's, well, that's what I was Nathan going did. to, but like I said, <laughs> the teacher just encouraged it and I was like, oh, I'll just try. So, and I, I kind of got to, through the program a little bit quicker than yeah. uh, some, but I just, piled on the credits basically so it was a lot but it was it was worth it it was great i would really recommend to anybody who is has a bachelor's to mm -hmm. con consider considering yeah. a um, master's degree because it is really fun especially um i went into the master's degree kind of right after my bachelor's yeah. but i had well, I had a lot of credits already, so I was really like, I had a lot of schooling, but I didn't have a lot of practical, you know, experience yeah. yet. Um, but I think those who, those, they're considered non-traditional students, I believe, if you don't go right from, you know, one degree to the other. But yeah. uh, we had a few non-traditional students, and I think they probably got a lot more out of it than I even did mm -hmm. because I had never been in the field before for some of this stuff. And, you know, I'd work for myself, but I'd never had a professional career yet of it and so I think those who had and maybe were coming back you know they might be a little bit more targeted on what they're needing out of that degree mm -hmm. and just like they already know what they want rather than like oh I'm learning you know I might do this I might <laughs> do that I don't know no yeah. no <laughs> you already have experience and you know what you are doing already so um yeah so I just recommend to anybody you know to consider that and luckily through the graduate assistantship like a program again this was 10 years ago so there's I believe different funding at the time mm -hmm. uh, but basically I was able to work 20 hours a week um, get a stipend and then I was able to pay they helped pay for tuition mm -hmm. so without that I would not have even been able to really do it yeah uh, but I was like putting in you know putting the time so yeah there's ways I mean a lot of people do a teaching assistantship of course too mm -hmm. uh, but I rather would have just I don't know learned my learned my skills the way I did so yeah, yeah it was it was great yeah, there's there's some amazing people at SAU. Um, another really fun thing that I'm actually working on now. I'm just working on a lot of things. Um, Good. So basically, um, SAU has a new center, basically. So it's called the Center for um, Cannabis Science. Mm -hmm. um, and they it is uh, basically... It's a, several different schools are kind of coming together to basically do um, industrial hemp research here. I'll, in give you, I'll give you a little insight. Buck's my neighbor. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm working with Buck. Too. <laughs> I, again, with my digital uh, experience, that's uh -huh. awesome. Uh, I'm doing their, their website. Mm -hmm. So we had to work within the SIU template. Um, but I did a lot of the graphics and stuff and a lot of organizing um, Buck. And Buck was just extraordinary and putting a lot of this information together for us there's a lot of people to keep track of basically mm -hmm. who are involved and he did an outstanding job kind of keeping everybody's kind of you know uh points together and all of that so he um 
basically I actually had met Buck just through his music. Mm-hmm. So oh, I yeah. Seen, yeah, that, yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. Of course you would know <laughs> exactly. Buck through his music. That's great. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he plays harmonica for uh, Till the Morning Comes, our uh-huh. local Grateful Dead cover band. So I'd, you know, seen their shows and and then I just got to talking to him because I had friends said that said, Oh, he was my professor. I'm like, he's a professor? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? And so this goes, I, I love this is a perfect time for a break-in. Yes. Episode 53 is when I finally make this reference, and I feel like I've been waiting on it the whole show. A guy that I used to do stand-up comedy with, Kyle Scanlon, he works in Chicago now. He's part of the the Lincoln Lodge, and he plays Laugh Factory on on the regular. And he's just he's an ascending comedian uh, in the in the Chicago scene. He had a joke while in Carbondale where he was like, "Carbondale is the only place." on the planet where a guy with a ponytail is going to be smarter than you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and and oh let's no. just talk about how much smarter than everybody Buck is. Yeah, I know. And how good that ponytail is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's a little purple streak in his hair recently too. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. I yes. hadn't taken note, but I will next oh time gosh. I see him walking the dog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, his research on uh, originally on, of course, ovarian cancer and basically he's doing outstanding research and i like that he promotes prevention is going to be the i'm i'm probably getting this wrong but he's basically touting prevention as the cure Uh and i absolutely love that so of course he is doing flax uh, seed research I don't really want to go too far into that right now. You can look his research up yeah, online. Yeah, no, here's the, I'll, I'll do a podcast that. with Buck himself. You Please don't have do. to. You, you're good. You're good. Okay. You, 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 <laughs> do your, you do your thing, what you're comfortable <laughs> talking about, and I'll bring him on here oh, and, and squeeze his brain a little bit. Oh, that sounds great. So, yeah, so he's doing um, cancer research. And uh, basically now, w- in a partnership with the School of Agriculture, he has been able to, um, and School of Medicine, he has been able to do uh anti-cancer research um, with CBD. And so they're um, basically, basically, I mean, the fact that now SIU is going to be able to work in the cannabis space, uh, medical cannabis space, uh, right on the website, I wrote the future of cannabis in Southern Illinois. And I think that that's also going to be a fun tagline in a way too. So um, yeah, so I know, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to it, but I, our local hemp-related, you know, mm-hmm. entities, I guess you could say, because yep. there's producers and there's cultivators and there's just quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so much going on with that locally too, and that is just now kind of emerging. So I, I um, wish I wish I had three hundred million dollars, <laughs> and I've been like just I, I've seen some of the back end stuff. Yeah. Just by luck of being around, I mean, there really is like. There, there's a possibility that we could see a you know a, a billion dollar industry yeah. Yeah. crop up, no pun intended, right? You know, right here <laughs> yeah. that that networks out yeah. all over this region. It won't just yeah. be centered. It won't just be like it's it's held up in um you know in the metro east, or it's yeah. held up in Mount Vernon, or it's held up on the yeah. eastern part, or it's held up in Carbondale, or yeah. where wherever. Like it's going to be everywhere and we just have to be there to capture it at the right time right and then everything everything changed and it's so funny i mean i've another person that i'm working to get on the podcast hugh muldoon Mm. uh i mean this has been probably like four years when i was stumping on you know hey like 
Carbondale needs to be a center for, you know, hemp agricultural uh-huh. activity. Like, Absolutely. you know, we may not, yeah. we may not have the massive agriculture occur right here, but right. like we can be the center for the business around it. Right. right. If we right. have access to the fields all within two hours yeah. here as kind of the metropolitan right. center of the Southern Illinois hemp industry and ergo the entire yeah. like national hemp industry. Like, right. Well, we'll, we'll a become a global us. competitor actually yeah. is what we can become if we get a processing center for hemp here soon. Uh, that's like, of course, some of the constraints to uh, Kentucky. Their Kentucky hemp is actually doing, since I've been doing research for the local hemp uh, related, you know, entities, I found a lot more research, a lot more going on in Kentucky, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, we're like right across the border from that. And I'm sure some people um, work within both states just on different things. But Basically, uh, so they're kind of paving the way in a way, but like luckily we do have this little pocket here Mm -hmm. in Southern Illinois where we can actually now educate educate basically students and farmers but we're I think a big goal of the center is to educate people who are already in the field yeah so uh, people who work in dispensaries even um, people who are you know in the medical field Mm -hmm. maybe uh, you know that kind of thing and actually um, department or sorry the uh, School of Agriculture they're kind of there is actually a certification program that you can take Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a 30 credit certification program so um, before the center has an actual full, you know, four year uh, type of degree mm-hmm. with that. Now it's just a specialization in, um, in the department or sorry, I keep saying department. No, you're good. There, there's IDOA, so many like offshoots of what these things it's are. It's the school of agriculture. Yeah. So yeah, it's not Illinois department of agriculture, but <laughs> we had a fantastic, um, zoom meeting a month or so ago, uh, the Southern Illinois hemp and cannabis symposium mm-hmm. and Buck led that, uh, a, a Buck did part of that, um, Actually, a lot of other people were involved, too. Uh, but actually, one of the more interesting parts was when the, a gentleman from the Illinois Department of Agriculture was able to speak to us and actually answer questions from people who may even have, this is uh, just beyond CBD, too, but uh, who may have their license, you know, licenses in and stuff like that or uh-huh. applications in. So it was really outstanding in the fact that IDOA is um, so in support of what SIU is doing yeah. here with the CBD research it is outstanding because I think having the backing of that and backing of School of Medicine, mm-hmm. uh, it just it, it's great. And they're trying to do a lot of, of course, um, touch a little bit on the opioid alternative yeah. programs with cannabis too. And of course, as we probably all know, there's just a million a million ways it can help, but um, it hasn't been until recently. 2018, I believe, uh-huh. <laughs> where the farm, yeah, where the farm bill changed right. in Illinois to where hemp is considered one of the four recognized crops, yeah. high value crops. So, uh, soybeans, corn, uh, wheat, perhaps, and mm-hmm. cannabis now. So, yeah, as long as it's below a 0.3% THC, yep. uh, it's yep. going to be okay with the state. So, for CBD. So, basically. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, of course, like you're talking just the fertile grounds around us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we have a lot going for us in that way. So we already have a strong farming community here. I mean, yeah. and then a str- small or a very str- strong small farming community, too. Yeah. Because there's uh, small hemp farms around here everywhere that are popping up. And um, even at the co-op, you know, we have, like, a good little selection of some of the local, mm-hmm. local hemp and stuff. So we basically um, – it's just, like, again, yeah, just supporting those local people and, like, finding ways to embrace them and support them and, you know, see how you can just help even like 
going back to the digital world, maybe share their post or something, yeah. you know, however you can help these little local, <laughs> all these little local businesses like uh, that are trying so hard through all of this, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure little things like that you might not think it'll help, but it'll help a lot. And you're you're <laughs> at help. the intersection of a place. <laughs> and again, I don't, I don't talk to a lot of people that have very similar like, you know, positions and in, in stakes in this activity. But yeah. between <laughs> between the hemp world yeah. and in the cannabis science world, yeah, in the communication and the media world, yeah, right, which are two things that we are positioned as a community to break out with. Right. right. And like, if we want to talk right. about what the future of Carbondale looks yeah. like and ergo the future of Southern Illinois, yeah. it looks like cannabis. Right. And it looks like media. Yeah. And you know, yeah. if we, if we ask about, well, where is SIU at on these things? The answer yeah. is the forefront. Yes. Right. On right. both sides of things. Right. And you bring them yes. together and you recognize that this is not just a, regional trend this isn't just a yeah. you know a, a, a trend in, in our section of the country but it's a it's a national trend it's a global trend yeah, and if we can right. ride this out again as a yeah. little old community yeah. in in, in <laughs> midwest you know america yeah. that that we can have a global good job squish yeah impact. right exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be 15 dollars lawler no <laughs> 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 but I mean, these, these are these are very real. These are very real things. And where you see industries uh, around this country and again around this yeah. globe that have popped up around things like petrochemicals yeah. and, and other like yeah. highly problematic industries. I mean, here we've had, you know, yeah. coal and, yeah. and oil extraction that has been problematic. That, right. You know, I, I, yeah. I got to live a very comfortable life because my father was a coal miner. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Right. Like, woohoo, right. yay. Right. I got a comfortable life over here. Oh, yeah. no, we killed the planet on this other side. And yeah. it's like, you mean to tell me that hemp is a mix of, you know, can right. can both help yeah. by by doing all of these things, but also remediate soils and waters and yeah. other things where yeah. pollutants have, have seeped into yeah. uh, nature and it can draw it out of the ground. It's like, oh, cool. Right. Now we're now we just add one more thing that we are in the laboratory of life right. uh, in existence. And, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. The, that's yeah, absolutely. That's great. <laughs> that's a really good way to put it. That, it's very well thought out. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I, and again, yeah, being at the forefront too. Um, yeah. That's kind of what uh, Professor Buck Hales is also just saying too, you know, um, and as I've been researching too, uh, a lot of the, I was kind of doing, trying to go down the internet wormhole of kind of also <laughs> seeing what other cannabis type related to programs and degrees there are out there. Mm -hmm. There are not many. There really aren't, and uh, Kentucky does have like a little bit of it, their program looks really good, but um, there's not really anything around here either. And I think that's how it kind of was with the Fermenta Fermentation Science Institute mm -hmm. as well, um, because of course they had to gain centership, you know, and that's what you have to do when you're opening a new center, mm -hmm. anyways. So um, especially, basically, um, and I know the the Fermentation Science Institute, they really like they have very nice facilities, amazing equipment and everything too. Mm -hmm. So, and I think the program was pretty small to begin with, but you know, I, I'm not sure of their numbers or anything now, but we have still probably one of the few in the country really. So, mm -hmm. and you know, anything kind of progressive like that, that can bring more people to Carbondale or to Southern Illinois is going to mm -hmm. also help us immensely too. You know, it, it really is. So, and I mean, I, I think that like, I don't know. I, I think that there are probably more, you know, non-traditional students more than ever now too mm -hmm. um realizing that there are some of these 
new fun degrees that weren't available even 10 years ago or more. Yeah. And so that's kind of going to open quite a bit up too. So, and uh, I think there's been, you know, grants and scholarships raised already through some of the cannabis related programs. So um, if there's funding behind something, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we have a little bit of a better advantage there just to begin <laughs> with at least. So, yeah. So yeah, anything that, you know, anything we can do to yeah make this area as good as possible, we're, we're going to try to do it, I guess. So God, you're yeah. just, you're it's great. You're, it's <laughs> like, you're not just an enthralling person because like you're, a, you're a very interesting person. Like to me, I, it just, this is like one of my favorite podcasts that I've done just because Thanks. it's so relatable for me to like, listen to you talk and be like, man, you know, like every, every bit of faith that I like had yeah. into coming into this conversation, yeah. you've just blown away and like ran past it. Cause it's like, wow, you really are everywhere doing everything in the right Thanks. way and so much better than, okay. So Thanks. I appreciate si- that. Really si- cycling back That's to, great. to the actual creative content aspect. Yeah. Cause you were talking about the, the setting up of, you said a flat, yeah, a flat lay. It's flat just a lay. yes, type of photography. It's basically a type of photograph. So, um yeah, so I would kind of basically I would even like um always want to have like flowers, you know, in my photograph. So, a couple times I say would go to the Jackson Street, you know, community garden over mm-hmm. there and see what flowers were blooming and then like take a take a couple. <laughs> I'm sure they were hopefully okay with it. Uh, you know, grab a few blooms and then take that home and then put it in my photograph for, you know, my pasta sauce recipe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And then I also got to do a few that were really fun. So like I said, we, um, we would be able to do, to shoot some of this content while we're traveling. So mm-hmm. say for instance, we were in Florida one time and we, um, were just vacationing there and, I also had a project for a client for L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. And so I got to do L'Oreal hair and makeup. So um, basically what I had to do was basically show this certain, you know, lipstick and certain mm-hmm. hair products and stuff that uh, some new products they had out. And, you know, I I got to basically be on a beach in Florida with taking photos for this fun, you know, for this mm-hmm. well-known global brand. And so it's kind of like also what I realized when I was shooting some of those photos um basically i was i've i follow a ton of other bloggers too and lifestyle Mm -hmm. bloggers food photographers general just people with cool lifestyles obviously (laughs) so i realized that you're kind of almost you're selling a product but you're really selling the lifestyle that that product will give you so Mm -hmm. you want to kind of be like sharing content that inspires i think it always needs to be inspiring but it inspires someone to live that same life to want to maybe have that product or be in that place hiking too or whatever and inspire someone to get into the whatever message you're trying to send so Mm -hmm. that's what i was kind of realizing too and more so than say just trying to sell something like oh here's the product like you need it no like how can it make your life better and so i always try to yeah promote that inspiring content but I basically I don't know I mean it was you know boring as you might think a jar of pasta sauce could be well (laughs) there's a lot of recipes that you can get on Pinterest and look Uh at and again incorporating local ingredients or something like that too you know so um but yeah it once I think that I realized that the whole more lifestyle of it was great compared to like having to nail the sharpest picture of the pasta sauce on a white uh-huh. background, a little bit of a different thing. So it, once you kind of get, and I, I actually recommend that for a lot of local businesses or small businesses too, rather like say you have an Instagram account or Facebook, 
rather than just simply showing your products all the time, like show your products being used during like a picnic in the woods or Mm -hmm. on a hike with your family or out by the lake or something like that and just get that lifestyle in there and there's so many beautiful places around southern illinois too that you could take your products but i think a lot of them do that like a there's a coffee shop in carterville that they have some of the best local lifestyle images i've Mm -hmm. ever seen of their coffee i'm sorry i'm the name's escaping me um but and then they'll say they did a photo shoot at garden of the gods with the coffee at sunrise you know Uh stuff like that so i think there's really amazing people who are doing that in this area and I, i think that um yeah that you know, that that's one way that I always kind of was hoping, you know, would hope that, you know, as many local businesses and stuff could kind of do because you just want to show the beauty of kind of like, I don't know, basically, like, there's a lot of really hardworking people around here that are doing amazing things. And, you know, especially as a marketer or graphic designer or photographer, there's just, there's very simple ways to kind of, you know, kind of, um, kind of like, just highlight and promote how amazing some of these are and uh, another really fun project that i was able to work on um with the flyaway family farm was i got to design some of their newer labels so they have a line of uh, medicinal mushroom tinctures Mm -hmm. Um, some the of the mushrooms they've cultivated some they've foraged um, and then um, they all have medicinal properties i got to redo a lot of their labels so we kind of went with like an apothecary vintage kind of look mm-hmm. um and they were just they're so great to work with too they're absolutely amazing with inspirations and throwing ideas ba- back and forth too um and then um they have also a lot of their packaging for all of their mushroom jerky i did a lot of those labels too um and then some of their other products just basically you'll find a lot of them at uh the the sorry at the uh, farmers markets um so they do the farmers market here and then they do the farmers market in champagne sometimes too um and they were big um supporters of the winter market too held mm-hmm. through food work so so yeah again bringing in that little local community and everything but um yeah and so and also um showing i really enjoy also photographing the products at the farmers markets and stuff mm-hmm. too so kind of just getting that communal local kind of you know feel back into things too um but you know it, it's just like these some of these people are working so so hard and it's just like i love just using a little bit of my media and graphic skills to just put that final little touch on things yeah. you know and just share with the world and i try to share things as much as i can to you know my local or to my like larger following because yeah. It's you never know who's seeing this stuff sometimes. I mean, you can kind of tell through analytics, yeah. of course, um, but you know, you, you never know who who's who sees what. Well, and, and, I, and here's the, I mean, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the back end of a lot of yeah. your activity, right? Cool, I yeah. mean, there's you know, yeah. there's there's any number of yeah. things that you can pick up and run with that I'm like, oh, I see where yeah. oh, Catherine's running off with this and she's <laughs> promoting that and <laughs> and it's like, thank you, yeah, like, good. I, like I appreciate okay, that Welcome. because it's just <laughs> you are, thanks, that you're doing the toughest part. <sighs> of this kind of work and the toughest part is not capturing the lifestyle. Yeah. It's living the lifestyle and capturing it along the way. Yeah. And yeah. people miss like yeah. that <laughs> trick to it that like, sure. there's a reason yeah. why the best of the best people yeah. at what they do are yeah. that it's because they have, they're not doing it just because, Oh, that's work and I've got to do it. They're doing it because, right. well, that's the life that they live. Right. You know, so yeah. thank you for, for living that yeah. life. Oh, thanks. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You never, you never realize how, uh, how 
good it is for you. <laughs> Honestly, you just never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, this is, I mean, I, I can, you know, I, I've always, I mean, there, there are times when I, when I'll look at my phone and I'll see the same person has followed three of 15 pages that are in my pocket. Sure. Right? Like at any given point in time, <laughs> right. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This person's just trying to become part of this social right. fabric that apparently <laughs> right. I've already set up for somebody else to engage with. So, right. and, you, and you see folks yeah. jump in and you're like, Oh wow. Am I really like on the, like involved in that much stuff? Right. right. And I'm sure you at any point in <laughs> yeah. time are thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. am I really involved in, you know, you've got Squish, you've got yeah. the, the, the cannabis <laughs> science program, yeah. you've got the co-op, you've yeah. got, um, you know, and again, I'm just starting to track off because I've yeah. now forgotten all of the different <laughs> sure. things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Does it, yeah. so here's, yeah. here's my big, here's my big question. Yeah. That, that is, that is like a, a question of mind that now <laughs> I've got to ponder on myself. Does it feel overwhelming sometimes <laughs> to have a hand in so many brands and, f- and just that's that's it. I'm not going to start trying to describe my personal experience <laughs> sure. by complaining about the question yeah. and just say it does it does it feel overwhelming yeah. sometimes or does it feel natural to you to just like embody yeah. these brands as you go along? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't really ever really promote anything I didn't already believe in or didn't use regularly, yeah. you know, as far as, say, squish CBD oil or something. So, you know, something like that. Um, I, I really, really wouldn't promote it. And also, if I think it can maybe like maybe it's a flavor of something I don't prefer, but mm-hmm. I know it might be um, something that's just amazing, you know, and local. Like I still am going to like promote that for somebody. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, but it, it is a I would say, sure, it's a little overwhelming, but I've always. <laughs> had multiple jobs so I've never really uh happy doing just one thing I guess you could really say Mm -hmm. um and you know funny enough I like take a break from one project to work on another project and that's Mm -hmm. my break from one project to be working on another um and but I I want to do this stuff while I am inspired to do it while Mm -hmm. I'm healthy and motivated to do it while I'm physically able to do it so you know it, it is helpful I know I can't be at as helpful as like, I can't be a 10 out of 10 helpful on every project because Mm -hmm. I am, you know, sometimes spreading it thin, but then again, like some of the projects they're not taking every day to work on. So, you know, I'll do them when I get a chunk of time. And in the meantime, I get to kind of gather ideas and then put the work in on it. So it is overwhelming, but, uh, I, <laughs> I like it, how we got to the honest part. You're like, all right, here's all the nice things up front about how I love this, but then I'm also going to get real about, yeah. yeah, it can kind of be a bit much sometimes. It's a little, it is. Yeah. But literally with, you know, no shows, no, none of that stuff. I mean, they're coming back, but a lot of the stuff that was taking a lot of my time, yeah. it, it just isn't there anymore really. So that's another thing. I'm filling my time with more productive stuff yeah. than I will, maybe was. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I want to feel good going to sleep each night that I've had a productive day and yeah. I try to make the most of every day and encourage others to do the same. And I really just, I don't know. I just, yeah, just people around Southern Illinois inspire me more than probably people from anywhere else. So that's <laughs> been pretty helpful too. You know, you get that good community, like, you know, don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. You just got to poke around that's and, right. <laughs> you know, you just got to find the good group of people who are doing things that inspire you and try to get a piece of it if you can. And otherwise, you know, just use it to inspire you for your next project. So, or next endeavor or whatever. So yeah. So that's kind of how I think about it, but 
You know how I said at the start of this thing, like I usually like wait until around an hour and then so you'll usually just like land on some, you know, prolific thing and like you did it perfectly. Thanks. Like like, Hey, you set it up right. Like if that if that was a if that was an Olympic high dive, like that was a ten out of ten on the spins and the perfect down in the water. No, that's (laughs) Yeah, thank you. But no, that that's that's cool. I mean it really it really just is this has been a very uplifting conversation. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm usually very when I when I walk away from these podcasts, I feel like, you know, like I like I really do have another, you know, story of Carbondale that that matters and means something to the greater social fabric of this place. But like leaving this conversation, I feel energized more personally about what I do, and I thank you for that being <laughs> contagious um and i hope that this has been uh some energy that's been just as contagious for you for episode 53 of the wtf carbondale <laughs> podcast where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back to this little old place we call home and Catherine is for sure one of those interesting people living those interesting lives and is as you can tell very intricately woven into this little old place we call home carbondale illinois so thank you again Catherine, I appreciate you and uh, have a good one, folks, whatever that one may be.